Welcome to Volunteer Connection, a podcast for Girl Scout volunteers, parents, and Girl Scouts of all ages. I'm your host, Sarah, coming to you from sunny Arizona. This is the first ever podcast of its kind. We're bringing you interviews with Girl Scout volunteers from across the country and even the world conversations with high-achieving girls who set big goals and crushed them, and panel discussions and debates about the latest news and information related to girls and Girl Scouting. Okay, we're live. So let's start with an introduction. Um, So who are you? Where are you from? And what council? And how are you involved in Girl Scouts? So I'm Laura Raiderman. I am in Western Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh, and uh, Girl Scouts of Western Pennsylvania Council. I am a troop leader for a first-year Brownie troop. I am also the service unit finance manager and service unit magnet manager. Nice. That's awesome. Um, I am from Pennsylvania, but actually, like, Gettysburg, so not close. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm in Arizona now, so Gettysburg is closer to you than Arizona is. So. <laughs> Um, so, okay, you said a brownie troop, correct? Yes. And how large is your troop? Right now we have, we have 10 officially registered, but we have nine that come on a regular basis. We have one girl whose mom is military and she comes in and out as her mom's schedule allows. Sure. And how long have you, has your troop been together? Uh, three years since first year of daisies. That's awesome. Were you a Girl Scout as a child or growing up? I was, and my mom was my leader as well. Nice. How long were you involved as a kid? I was a brownie. This is before daisies existed. Yeah. Um, So I was, I think it was first grade. I was a brownie, and then I left the first year of cadets. We moved from one council in Texas to a different council in Texas, and from a single-level troop to a multi-level troop, and Unfortunately, they were kind of using us cadets as babysitters, and I said, see you later. I can get paid to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's a hard thing with multi-level troops, I think, is it's really good for the younger girls to have the older girls, but at a certain point, the older girls have to be getting something else out of it, too. So that's, yeah, that's something yeah, that my troops facing. Uh, my, my co-leaders and I kind of decided we're staying single level, Yeah. Um, but our service unit is really active. And we have all levels in our service unit up to ambassadors. And so it's really nice because at the service unit's um, activities, we get the older, younger girl dynamics. Yeah, that's good. Um, It's interesting to hear both sides. Like, I think that's something that a lot of newer troop leaders or people who are considering becoming troop leaders, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is the idea of like, do I do multi-level? Do I do single level? What are the pros and cons, you know? But single level's great. That's what I did growing up, and I loved having all girls from my grade. So I think that's a really good method also. Um, So what's one of your favorite memories, (laughs) as opposed to being a babysitter? What's one of your favorite memories from being Uh, a Going camping. We we were in western Pennsylvania, or sorry, western Texas, so outside of El Paso area, and we went camping in Alamogordo by the space site, the space center. And I just remember typical desert weather, burning hot during the day, freezing cold at night. We were in tents 
and there were six of us. We were all trying to fit in the same sleeping bag to, for, <laughs> to share body. <laughs> and while, you know, at the time it probably kind of sucked, now that it's like, that was pretty cool. That's so, that's funny. Yeah, I think sometimes the best stories come from when things don't go as planned or when something unexpected happens, like some kind of obstacle or challenge that you have to overcome. And then overcoming that is, those are the memories that stay with you, you know, and also those are where the life lessons come in too. So that's awesome. What made you decide to get involved as a volunteer? Uh, My daughter. Uh, She's in my troop. Um, She wanted to do Girl Scouts and uh, turns out a bunch of the other girls from her dance class also wanted to do Girl Scouts. So we started our little troop. Um, The leaders were from the girls' moms. Um, And we're kind of weird in that we bridge multiple service units. We're assigned to one service unit or community because of where I live. But we have girls from all over the area. All these girls do not go to school together. And so it's, it's really nice. That's really interesting. I have girls from multiple schools as well, but all the same area. So we're still within the same service unit, but I could definitely see how that would pose for an interesting dynamic, especially with a single level troop. Cause it's a way to get to know girls your own age, but that aren't necessarily in class with you all day, which I think is really beneficial. Well, and we, our school district just did a, a redistricting thing. We went from K through five elementary schools to K through two, and then a three through five intermediate. And so one of the schools kind of got split among the two remaining K through two. And so we had girls, they known each other from the Girl Scout troop. And they hadn't gone to school together, but with the redistricting, they started to go to school together. Yeah. So they already had somebody they knew at the... <laughs> That's great. Um, what makes you continue to come back as a Girl Scout volunteer? I think it's the girls. Uh, you know, started because of my daughter, but I, I've told her that even if she doesn't want to keep going, I'm going to keep going because I find a lot of fulfillment helping these girls become strong women. That's awesome. And I, I happen to work in a very male-dominated field and encouraging these girls to think for themselves and be their own person now will really help them later when they decide, hey, I want to be a rocket scientist or I want to be an English teacher. They, can, they have the confidence to do what they want to do. It is, I, I, outside of Girl Scouts, I, I'm in the information security industry. Um, I work with a lot of women's groups to show teenagers what it's like to be in cybersecurity and what they need to do to, to get there. And so it's really good to see all these women coming up and saying, Hey, I want to do this. So what is one of your proudest moments as a Girl Scout volunteer? I would be this Thursday. Um, we were going to do our first aid badge with a EMT friend of ours. She texts me at 10 o'clock in the morning and says, I'm sick. Can we cancel and reschedule? <laughs> And our meetings are Thursday nights. So I, <laughs> while, I, while I work full time, I had started to sort of plan the next couple meetings. as like, okay, let's accelerate that. On my lunch hour, I went to Joanne's. I got the materials I needed. I'm <laughs> in the 20 minutes I have between getting home from work and, and getting to the meeting, 
I was able to cut some of the materials and stuff that we needed. And the girls loved it. The other volunteers, I had texted them when the EMT texted me and said, hey, I'm canceling, just so that they kind of knew what was going on. Um, but they all afterwards said, hey, that was a pretty good meeting. I'm like, oh, God, thank you. <laughs> what did you end up doing? We ended up, we started um, Girl Scout Ways, and we ended up making sit-upons. Oh, perfect. So, duct tape, awesome. vinyl. What is one of the coolest adventures or experiences you've done with your troop? So, like I said, I work in cybersecurity. I work at a university that has a um, robotics uh, Lego, well, it's not Lego at that age, but the robotics teams for high schoolers. And I called them up and said, hey, I have a troop of daisies that really want to learn about robotics. Can you help us out? So we took the daisies down to the robotics. Um, it's, a, it's a lab. It's at a university. So it's the robotics lab where they had built last year's um, competition robot and the girls got to play with all the, the different older robots learn how the robots were made and designed and this was almost two years ago and they're still talking about it in our council arizona cactus pine the robotics the lego robotics leagues or whatever it's called it, that's super popular and it's something that is so far out of my comfort zone that I, you know, those robotics badges and stuff that have come out, I, I just think, oh my gosh, I really want to do this stuff that I'd be learning on a second grade level along with my second graders. I don't know what any of this is either. I didn't learn any of this either. So um, having resources like that is perfect. Well, what's nice is um, if they're in the first robotics league, which is the high school level, one of the um, competition requirements is community outreach. And so they get points wow. towards their towards their, their yearly goal by doing community outreach. And so the, the robotics team used us as one of their community outreach projects. And so it's, it's good to, to ask. So if those teams exist, ask them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how would you go about see, finding a team in your area to reach out to? So if you ask any high schoolers, they might know somebody who's on one of the teams, because it's all ninth through 12th graders. Uh, your local school might know how to get in contact with them because they are primarily at universities, but uh, there's actually four leagues in the Pittsburgh area. Um, the big one is the one at Carnegie Mellon, which is the Girls of Steel, which we visited. Um, but there are others um, that are just high school level. And so asking or asking around, especially at the universities and the high schools to see, hey, is, is there a team that we could talk to? That's really good advice. I'm definitely going to check that out. Hopefully that'll be helpful for somebody listening as well. Okay, so what's one of your craziest or silliest Girl Scout memories with your troop? My girls are very, very high energy. And you, we meet after work. We have all working parents. So our meetings are from about 6.30 to 8. And at that point, most of the parents are ready to call it quits. <laughs> and the girls are running around like, like mad. Um, and so we've started kind of instituting, we, we call it silly time. Uh, one of the girls, uh, they take turns leading it. And they're kind of playing like a uh, Simon Says or a variant of Simon Says. So like we might have an, an animal theme, Simon Says. So all the moves have to be, you know, Simon says, jump like a rabbit, or Simon says, jump like a frog, or dance like a monkey, you know, all of those, 
you know, different themes. And so the girls love it and it gives us adults a chance to, do we need to give any information to the parents? Do we need to do any paperwork? Uh, do we need to regroup on something? Um, but it's great because the girls really go wild with it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Girl Scouts isn't just to help girls grow. It's for adults to grow too. And that's actually one of my favorite things about Girl Scouting. So what is one way you've personally been impacted or changed through the experience of volunteering? I have grown a lot of patience. Um, I am not the most patient person in the world. Um, And, you know, you can ask my husband about my my ability to take care of a baby is horrible, but the, uh, you know, working with the girls, I've, I've learned that not everything has to go perfect. Not everything is an engineering problem. Not, people are not computers <laughs> and True. kind of learning that the softer skills of life that as a cybersecurity person, not necessarily my strongest suite. What has been, well, this might be similar, but what has been the biggest challenge for you as a troop leader? It has been managing the girls at meetings. And I mean managing like in the classroom management sense, Mm -hmm. getting the girls to listen, getting some of the girls to participate. Some of them, you know, they're real shy and they just don't want to participate. Some of them are just in bad moods Um, and kind of that learning that management of okay, we, we need to have some silly time in there. It can't be like school. And so I think that's been the biggest challenge is, is working on the level of the girls to help them get something out of it. If you could talk to the version of you when you were first starting out with your troop, what do you wish you could tell yourself? Delegate more. <laughs> <laughs> the first year I did everything. Um, and I really wish I had delegated a lot more. It's grown as, you know, we've worked with the parents and delegating. Um, and as the girls have gotten older, they're starting to take over a little bit more, but I I definitely would have told myself, make sure you delegate or you're going to get burned out. That's really good advice. And I think that probably anybody listening would agree. Uh, what advice would you give new troop leaders? Just do it. You're, you're never going to know exactly how it's going to go. You're never going to know exactly what to do. Um, you're going to have mentors in your service unit or your council to help you along. Um, you're never going to know everything. And it is so worth it to just start the troop and, and do it. What is one of your favorite or one of the best resources that you've found so far that's like a go-to for you to use to run your troop? River Valley's Council. Uh, volunteer resources. That is, the I think, the best resource I have used, and I really, really pull a lot from their meeting plans. I agree. I think they have really, really good meeting plans. What are some of the meeting plans that you've used from their library? Uh, just recently, I used a lot of their Girl Scout Ways, um, starting some of their Brownie Quest. Uh, I did their make, uh, some of their Making Friends, Um, But generally, I will take what they have and get an idea of, oh, this should take about this amount of time. Um, And then I kind of say, well, my girls aren't going to like it this way, so let me tweak it a little bit. So it's never exactly from River Valleys, but if you're just starting out, go for it word for word. (laughs) Well, and, and at the brownie level, you know, there's five requirements for each badge. 
and we're all we also meet an hour and a half i figure okay half an hour for opening closing type stuff um and then break it up into 15 minute segments so about about 15 minutes for each item more or less um and then have something else in your back pocket at all times absolutely for, <laughs> for oh crap we're done early yeah absolutely yeah, my, my daughter went to um, resident camp this past summer, mm-hmm. and she came home with all kinds of songs. She's Perfect. like, Mommy, can we sing these in our meetings? And I'm like, okay, let me look up the words. And yeah. so this, this past meeting, um, she taught me Stella, Ella, Ola, and sh- the girls ended up playing that for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We have a couple girls that are like, really? Do I have to do that? Well, I've got two girls that were so shy the first year as Daisy's. I don't think they said a single word the first year. And now they are two. running around with everybody and having fun and they're speaking up for themselves. Okay. So you're on the service unit as well or on the service team as well in a couple of positions, right? You said finance and um, magnet. Okay. So what made you get involved at the service team level and why those positions? I didn't say no. Um, <laughs> it is really fundamentally what it is, but I'm really good with numbers and, and details. So I, you know, that's one of the things I actually like about being the troop leaders that I can keep the books. Well, um, you know, the parents always have access to it. And so the, you know, service unit says, okay, this is just a different Excel spreadsheet and a different bank account. So I started taking over the finance. Um, the one woman, her daughter, decided to leave and she was not going to be a leader anymore. So she wasn't going to be in the service unit anymore. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And then, um, our magnet and cookie match, it was the same person uh, at one time she was in a car accident and was out of commission for a little while. And, uh, they tried to get me to take both cookies and magnet. And I said, hell no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will take magnet. I will not take cookies. <laughs> yeah. That's a big, a big bite to take. <laughs> so how long have you been doing these positions? I started about middle of last year. So it's, it's about a year now. What would you say to people who are considering whether or not to get involved with the service team, or maybe they're a little bit gun shy to get involved? Well, I think being involved with your service team, you get to help make the decisions. Um, you know, you, you can say, we, you know, hey, let's do an activity. Like last year, um, I proposed a, a leader-daughter activity just because of the way our daughters give up a lot when their mothers are leaders. Yeah. And, I, you know, we just kind of thought, hey, this would be a good idea. So we planned something that was just the leaders and co-leaders and their daughters. Um, so you have, a lot of, you have a lot of input into what goes on at the service unit level. And are there other service team positions that you kind of have your eye on as something that might be interesting in the future? Not really. Um, and that's mostly just because I, I have reached my, my limit of what I'm capable of uh, volunteering for and working full-time. I mean, yeah. my job is great in that I'm flexible. So like when I need to take off the day for cookie delivery, I can do that. <laughs> um, but it's, I, I don't think I can do any more and, and still do it well. Um, so one other thing that you had mentioned that I kind of wanted to ask a little bit more about, about, if you don't mind sharing, is 
about how you manage your troop finances because you mentioned it's one of your strengths and I don't think that everybody feels that confident in managing their troop finances. So I would love to hear any like tips, 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 tricks, suggestions um, of maybe for somebody who's a little bit less enthused about that aspect of it. I think it's, you know, being frugal in general, asking for donations, knowing exactly where the money is coming from, and at least having a ballpark idea of where it's going. So knowing, hey, I think we're going to do eight badges this year. Well, eight badges times 10 girls is going to be <laughs> you know, a lot. 30 times yeah. eight. Uh, so you have at least, you have kind of the ballpark idea of, of what your outgoing is. And then you can manage your incoming base. Here's what I got for Magnet. Okay, we're going to ask this amount of money for dues from the parents. Um, and then walking the girls through how do they want to use their money. If you know, we, we went to the Build-A-Bear Girl Scout party last year for the end of the year party, mm-hmm. and it's expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but that's really what the girls wanted to do. And I said, okay, so it's $30. Girls, you're going to have to get about at least 100 cookies, 100 boxes of cookies on average to do this. So let's do that. Um, and I think it helps the girls think about the costs. Yeah. Um, if you tell them, well, this is how many boxes of cookies you have to sell, or this is how many magazines you have to sell um, at this level. You know, once you get into the cadets where they have a concept of more of a concept of money, you can give them more raw numbers. But it's really write everything down, keep every receipt you know, make sure that the purchases that you make are for your troop and separate your troop money and your personal money and you'll be fine. So have you ever set goals with the girls like that where then you don't end up as a whole troop being able to meet that goal? We have. Uh, we wanted, you know, we did build a bear, but they also wanted to um, buy their brownie uniforms because they were bridging to brownies and they wanted to pay their registration fees. And you know, we did the math, and we're like, okay, you guys, we have to average 150 boxes a person to do mm-hmm. this. And our girls are generally down at the 100 level on average. Mm-hmm. So I knew this was kind of a stretch for them. And I sent an email to the parents and said, hey, look, based on last year's average, you know, we're going to be short 10 bucks per girl. Um, just to let you guys know. And that's about what we were short. And so we sent an email to the parents. It's like, look, you know, are you okay covering this? The parents all said yes. Then we took it to the girls. Because <laughs> at this age, it's, it's the parents making the money decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we said, okay, guys, you know, we're $10 a girl short. What do we want to do? And every single one of them said, let's ask our moms. <laughs> We're still at the, well, I need this and I want this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually, next couple of meetings, we're going to do the money manager badge. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play the prices right for some oh, grocery items. So I think the girls will start to get more of a concept of, of actual dollar values. Um, but we do have to tell them that, you know, if there's more girls... It, the total cost goes up because if it's $10 a girl and we started with eight girls, now we have 10 girls 
Totally. It's more. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned that your troop financials are very transparent to your families. Yes. Tell me more about that. So I keep everything in a spreadsheet. Um, this, it, and I have it on Dropbox. Uh, all of the troop co-leaders and um, parents have uh, access to that folder so they can look at it at any time. And I bring printouts of it to every meeting along with my stack of receipts. Um, and I've told parents, look, you are more than welcome to look at the books at any time. Um, if it's not at a meeting and you'd like me to email it to you, I will do so. Um, and then every year at the beginning of the year, we do a parent meeting. Mm -hmm. And I go over a rough, okay, well, this is how much we made from cookies and magnet. This is how much we spent on uniforms, badges, fun stuff. Um, so I kind of give them that, that overview rundown every year. Yeah. Uh, but at any time, I've told them, hey, if you want to look at the books, just let me know. And I, I tell them which folder in my, uh, um, we keep a filing cat folder for each girl of badges to pick up, papers to drop off. I just tell them which which file folder it's in and they are more than welcome to look at it anytime they want. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on here. It's I, I love this. I love getting to hear about other people's experiences and especially getting to hear from people all across the country that have totally different experiences and strengths and obstacles that they're facing and so I really appreciate your time. Find us online www.girlscoutpodcast.com we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Girl Scout Podcast and even Instagram at Girl Scout Podcast. Are you or is someone you know interested in being on the show? We'd love to have you. Go to our Facebook page to learn more about how. Facebook.com slash Girl Scout Podcast. This show and the entirety of its online presence is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA. This podcast was completely created and developed by volunteers and girls. Don't forget to hit subscribe. We have a ton of great content coming soon.